Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloved. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Mine was pretty good, productive. I got a lot of things done. Got to spend some time with the littles and enjoy this heat that we've got going on. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Allergies are still a fun thing. Uh, I want to start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to all of the new subscribers to Really Riley Podcast and the We Got This Army. Um, I love you guys so damn much. I was working this weekend on putting together all of the welcome packets for you guys. A little goodie in there is my way of saying thank you. Sending out the welcome emails and getting out that email for the exclusive merch that's available to subscribers because all the merch that's on reallyreallypodcast.com is like limited edition because as you guys may or may not know, I make every single piece that's on there. So when they're gone, they go. Um, but I just definitely wanted to say Thank you, thank you, thank you for being in my corner, supporting me, supporting my family, and it just really, really means a lot. Um, Okay, so today's podcast is a little bit of a weird topic. Um, I had a listener fam talk to me about um, some things, relationship stuff, because I am a mother of two now. I have been married for almost two years, um, but there was definitely a a funky ass dating past when it comes to Riley. Um, I dated every frog, every cheap ass, every dog, every cheater, every whatever. And the problem with me from a very young age, probably like 15, 16, I thought every boyfriend I ever had, I, Oh, he had to have been the one, not everyone. Cause uh, some of them were so beyond bad that I knew from jump, but I still did it anyway. Um, but from like 16, thought I was going to marry the boyfriends that I fell in love with. Call it daddy issues, probably. Who knows? But even in my wedding, like my sister, who was a matron of honor, said I wanted to get married since I was four years old. Um, she said that like I used to look at the magazines, which I did. My mom used to go to JCPenney and be in the dressing room. And that was back when they used to just have the bridal magazines like the lined up in there like I guess JCPenney had like a bridal line or whatever and I would sit there and like what look at all that like anytime I would get on a plane I would always order I would order I would get a bridal magazine when I was young and the problem was is that I wanted the wedding and not the person my sister even said that in her speech you know I didn't want a day for her I wanted a person um but I didn't know that from a very young age. You know, I grew up in a family where like, you didn't really talk about stuff. You know, my mom did the best that she could in terms of all that. Um, but it wasn't something that you talked about really, like what was going on with you and feelings and emotions. I didn't really have a lot of guidance in that way. Like the first time I ever got my heart broken, I did not take it well, you know, and then I ended up just doing all the wrong things as a teenager just to mask all that. I didn't figure that out out about you know me that that's what was wrong then until lots of therapy and years later but the listener was telling me that she was dating someone and you know it's a like but it's not like a oh damn this one's it or whatever and there is such a thing as like mr right now and i wish that i would have paid attention to that a lot more throughout my life and dating and love and all that because it would have saved me a lot of heartache 
and probably my husband too. <laughs> Cause I said that in our vows that, you know, thank you for fixing a heart you didn't break. I got heartbroken a lot because I would pour so much into all the wrong people where they could have just been Mr. Right now. You know, I forget what movie it was in. I think it was in sleep, sleep, blah, 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 sleepless in Seattle where Tom Hanks said to his son, like, you know, I'm not marrying her. I'm dating her. That's what you do. It's like you try people on to see a fit. And I never really like realized that concept. And I was talking to this listener fam and, you know, what she was saying was really insightful about what she thought was her idea of it being it and what wasn't, you know, in, in every sense of the word, like intellectually, sexually, like it's like a situation where I like him, but it's not what I would see hitting it on all cylinders. And I get that part. But the thing that made me, I thought that was healthy as shit. Cause for me, it was like, whoever came along, you'll do. Um, but she had said, that she would think about her ex when she was with this other person. And I get that because it's happened to me. Not since I've been married. Chill your, cool your jets. And side note before I get into this, I did speak with my husband about this to see if this was cool to talk about this because I get how like, eh, you know, that's not exactly what you like love to hear. And I'm sure he won't even listen to this one, but... I did have other like relationships before him. You know, Marshall didn't really have that many and really none as serious as me. Obviously we're married, but you know, even on anything close to it. Um, but I had a person like that, that every person I would ever be with, I would compare to him. I used to say that he was the one that got away. I said that for like 12 years. And it was not until I met Marshall that like I hadn't been thinking about him in a long time because I had been as healed as I had ever been when I met Marshall. I'd done a lot of self-work and the manifestation I've told you guys about. And that's part of it. But it was also when I met Marshall, it was like nothing and no one else mattered. There was no thought of anything else. And I think that the relationships that I used to think about my ex, even the guy that I was engaged to twice, um, I would always think of him. Especially when the relationships would break up, I would always think of him. I would go back and, you know, think about the things that we did and the promises that we made. And it was one of those first loves, even though I had a lot more before him. It was one of those first really, like, impactful loves that shapes you and changes you. And I always felt really guilty about that person because he was a good person. You know, a lot of times it's easy to say goodbye to exes when they're assholes, right? But what happens when you're the asshole in the situation and a good one gets away? Um, I was the asshole in that situation. I wasn't kind to him. Oddly enough, when that relationship ended, I had lost my first big radio job. Well, go fucking figure. <laughs> and we were going to stay together, you know, 
we had promised that we thought we were going to stay, you know, I had a promise ring and we were supposed to be it for each other. We named our children like it. And I wasn't like young, young. I wasn't older, but I was like 26, 27. So it was possible that it could have happened. And I really did think that he was it. But towards the end, when I got let go from my job, I knew it was time to leave where I was at. And he had promised to come with me. Like it was always, I'll go anywhere with you. I'll do anything with you. It's just us together. But towards the end of the relationship, I was going through so much emotionally and not healthy in any way, shape or form. And I took it all out on him. And when we were leaving, we, we lived together and uh, it's not what I'm, I'm thinking like being very sad to leave him right now when you hear that sigh. I remember just feeling very guilty at the way that I treated him towards the end and I'll never forget turning around and looking at the sign of the state I was leaving And he's like, it's not the last time you're going to see it, I promise. And it was. And when I left, he went back home to supposedly clear everything up and come end up meeting me where I was. And a week into it, I was still in some hotel at a casino, which was where the radio station put me up for like a month until I could find an apartment. And he called and told me it was over. And... I wasn't surprised because of the way I had treated him, but I was surprised that he had still told me, you know, that it was going to be okay. It was almost as if he was getting me out the door, getting me into another state to break up with me. And I was just shattered. And at the end of the day, it would have ended anyway. You know, I had a lot of growing to do. I had a lot of changing to do. I had a lot of, everything to do and I guess so did he you know like I really didn't speak to him again I mean years later I think he had a friend that had passed away and I had reached out to say I was so sorry and that was it you know he was very closed off and really just wanted nothing to do with me but yet still throughout the years I would always try and hope and pray that we would be together again someday. And I know you're probably listening to this going, what in the fucking hell? She's got this perfect husband. She's got this marriage, this thing that she wanted her whole life. Why is she talking about this? I'll tell you why. Because when I was talking to this listener fam and she was saying that, like, you know, it had been a long time since she'd been without her ex, years And she's like, I don't think anything will ever compare. And it's like I wanted with all of my being to just, I don't know, like transfer this feeling of when I met Marshall. Of like, oh, this is it. This is why. Okay. You know, because I'd always felt like I felt like I got a bum shake in life that that one that was for me, like, I couldn't have been grown. I couldn't have known what I knew. And of course you can't. You have to have life to do that. But I used to always feel like that was my chance. And that was it. And 
I mean, I often wonder like if I fantasized about that because I felt so guilty about treating him like shit towards the end because I was in a really crappy place. And then I always felt like my karma when I got like boo-boo assholes. I was like, ah, that's my karma for treating him like boo-boo. But I wanted to give a bit of hope, I guess, in a very weird way. Like this is how real we get around here, friends, because, you know, when you're married and you find your person, I do think that like all of those longings or I should have, you should all of those longings are gone, but it doesn't mean that you don't remember what that felt like for years to feel like you had thrown away your one chance at love. And I don't, it's not lost on me that when I finally decided on my own to heal myself, lots of years later, that my person came about. I'm not saying that this listener fam has shit she has to heal or anything like that. I don't, I don't even know the like real nitty gritty of what happened in their relationship. I just know that supposedly he was an ass and they're not together anymore. And she still thinks of him as the Mecca of love and relationships. And I get it. I just wish, like, everybody always asks me, like, if you could tell your 17-year-old self, your 25-year-old self, your 30-year-old self, shit, even your 40-year-old self, what, something, anything, and it's always that. It's always, like, you have to love yourself first before you can ever love anybody else, before you can ever be there to love and care for anyone else in that way that's supposed to be that everlasting love that sticks around forever. And... I think about the years that I wasted just not enjoying where I was in the moment. If dating and fucking around with somebody was where I was in the moment, I needed to look at that because the amount of tears, if I had a bottle of tears for all the boys I cried over, I could fucking fill the Sahara desert and have it be do- like dewy and, and supple for years. <laughs> and I think about those people that I just like, some of them, I don't even know their name anymore. Some of them I like don't recognize my their face not that I don't recognize their faces but it's just like I don't like if I would see a picture of them I would be like that's that's what I was so hell-bent over and not about looks I just think about like the way that the relationships were or like time gives you a lot of perspective on things I don't like the saying that like time heals all wounds because I don't know that it heals every single wounds but it definitely gives you a brighter perspective and less tunnel vision on things because there's a million billion people in this world and you never fucking know. That shit what they say about when you stop looking and you stop seeking, that's real true. For real. You know, I always like to say that I manifested my husband and my relationship and I manifested it in the best way that I knew how because even if I were to get someone as amazing as him, and I wasn't healed, I would have thrown him away the same way I did the first one. I don't want to say the first one. That's, you know, the one that got away or whatever, because the two don't compare. Like, my husband is everything. And I know that. You know, we have a life. We have kids. We have a marriage. We have a partnership. This, you know, who knows what it would have been? Who knows what it wouldn't have been? Well, I know what it wouldn't have been because here we are, thank God, you know, and that's no shade to him. 
I don't even know who that person is anymore. I don't know if he's married. I don't know if he has kids. I don't know anything about him anymore. But I just wanted to give that moment to the listener fam and to you, like to anybody that thinks that their one love is gone and that's just it. Like, I forget if it was sex in the city or not, that it's just like, oh, can you have more than one love of your life? I think so. I don't know that all parts are equal in that notion, but I do know that I think I've lived like a fuck ton of different lives. I've been many different people in those different lives. I've been broken. I've been hopeful. I've been hurt. I've been driven. I've been scared. I've been all these different versions of me. And all the time I look back at the photos of me in certain situations and certain jobs and certain places. And I'm just like, who is that girl? You know, re- as even recently. And you're always evolving. You're always changing. And things and new opportunities, even in love, are always coming about. And I'm not saying that if someone is still longing for someone else, that you should just get over it because that's just impossible. You have to get over it when you're able to. But as cheesy as it sounds, hope is always the thing. And I think even as much as I thought, oh, well, that was it. I gave up my chance. I think I still always had hope that somewhere, someday, someone would come and be my person. And like the fairy tale does exist. Believe in it. (laughs) It's funny. I had that on my second vision board ever. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. And that was like right after I had met Marshall. I don't love talking about this in the way of like, oh, I was broken once and now I'm perfect and my marriage is perfect because it's not. But I knew walking down that aisle to Marshall that he was my one. Knew it with my whole heart, had zero doubts. As a matter of fact, I thought I was going to be worried all about my dress, my hair, my makeup, my veil, that fucking damn veil. I thought I was going to be so concerned about the way it laid down the aisle. It was just annoying me. I was like, I don't care about any of this. I just want to get to Marshall. That's what I kept saying. My mom has a picture of me back um, in the back of the church. And I look like I'm about to throw up. And it's not because I was nervous. I was just like, well, I was nervous, actually. I was like just very excited and very just ready to get to him. I was hot. I had a lot of weave in, <laughs> like lots of layers on that dress. And all I wanted was just to get to Marshall. I remember I had told my mom, like she was a New Yorker. And it was like she walked so damn fast. And I'm like, mom, don't you steal this moment for me. You better walk slow. You better not rush this. And of course, my ass was sprinting down that aisle. There was no thought of anything else. You know, I had always thought because I had been engaged before and I had tried and bought on a wedding dress and, you know, wedding rings. And I had done all the things except for said I do. Planned two weddings, friends, to the same person. And I thought all of that was going to take away from what it would feel like to be proposed to, to plan a wedding, to say I do. It didn't in no way, shape, or form. As a matter of fact, I said to one of my friends that was one of my bridesmaids at one point in my life, I was like, I wish we'd have just got through the wedding. She was like, why? Because, you know, this was the dude that was the most emotionally and physically abusive person I'd ever, you know, been with. And I said to her, like, well, at least that way it would have felt like we finished what we started or something like that. And I was like, she was like, no. 
when you find that one, none of that is going to be your thought walking down that aisle. And I, I'm not saying like marriage is everything to everyone. I'm not saying like that has to be your goal because sometimes people don't want to get married. But I think for the listener fam, it was more about finding that connection and like, you know, the mind blowing sex and the butterflies and all that stuff. And I was like, well, that if that is your want, then yes, find that. I think for me, it's not like there is, there weren't butterflies and there is like the, well, I'm not going to go into our sex life, but you know, like it, it's good. But for me, it was about feeling calm with someone. It was about feeling settled with someone. It was about having the notion that I could be a team with someone, getting that feeling. There was an article a long time ago that I think I blogged about and I did on air that it was like, when you feel the butterflies and all of that, like turmoil and angst, you know, is he going to text? Is he not going to text? Are we going to be together? Are we going to make this official? That's all like the butterflies are a warning sign. They're a flag. Somebody said like, don't be with a person that you have mind blowing sex with. That's never going to be your one. I don't know about all that, but I think that, the idea of the one that got away is only there or should only be there until you meet the one that's going to stay. The one that's supposed to stay. Your person. I hate sounding hokey because I used to fucking hate that when people would say that to me. Like when you stop looking, that one's going to be there and you're just going to know it. You do. I think for me, it was the universe being like, here you go. Because the university that I was like, all right, fine. I give up. It was finally when I started like trying to stop trying to choke hold it. The universe was like, all right, you've been asking for a fucking minute, girl. You've been bothering me. But now that you stopped, here you go. I'm just saying, my loves. I don't want anybody to ever feel like their moment, their time, their chance for love or anything is over. You still got breath. You still got hope. You still got this. We got this. Always. It's never too late for anything. And again, I even, I'm even hearing this. And if you've, if you've heard me like a little slower, kind of like, like picking my words, it's because, yeah, like I don't know that my husband wants to hear this part of my journey, you know, because he wants to believe that I am a newly formed virginal dove out of the snow. <laughs> I mean, but I had a child before him, so there's that. Um, but I wanted to share that with you guys just so that it gives some insight. I guess in a lot of ways, like I had a big sister who really wasn't there for me. You know, there was no advice there and my mom did the best she could, but there wasn't really capability with her to give that because she wasn't given that. But I feel like if I can be sort of like that, I don't like being the big sister. It makes me feel old. But if I can be that friend that gives you that insight of like from a real perspective and not like a finger pointing, you should do this or I did this. Or, you should do that because shit, I did everything wrong. Until there was one time that I didn't. A couple times. Let me give myself a little more credit than that. But in love, there was one time that I didn't. So lots of food for thought tonight, friends. And this one almost feels a little heavy for me, so I think that I am going to not make this podcast tonight long-winded, but I hope, even in this short time, you got a little something from that, and you felt that, and I hope it makes you feel a little better. Hopefully a lot of better, because you guys always do that for me. 
So now for the socials at Riley Couture, Really Riley Podcast and House of W by Riley. And if you guys are interested in becoming part of the We Got This family and getting in on all those new features, I've got some blog posts planned for next week. Um, and side note, the blog post that I want to put up, and I think I might talk about this a little bit on Wednesday, is I finally fucking figured out how to make my husband stop snoring. It's a fucking party. It's a fucking, like, oh my God. It's a new era, friends. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. Because I've always said, like, the only thing that's wrong with Marshall is he snores. Well, we figured out a plan. And this is after a lot. A lot of testing, a lot of remedies, a lot of everything. And I can't fucking believe it was this simple. We're three days now saying snoring. Like, how crazy is that? Let me not jinx it, but... Really Riley podcast at gmail.com. If you've got an ask Riley or if you want to do a show me the ring or a small business spotlight text line is 410-604-8895 and really Riley podcast.com for new merch and to become a, we got this army subscriber and for the blog posts. Love you guys the longest and thank you for listening. It's really Riley. <laughs>